to Strumpet Radio Hour, the podcast for Strumpet's Taller Stars Worldwide. I'm Bean. And I'm Joe of the Morning Joe podcast. I'm and on I'm... the wrong show. Yeah, there are no morning women here. I'm only mourning the loss of the Trump presidency. <laughs> right, because <laughs> now Biden's going to get you. Did you see how if you looked up Antifa.com, it goes to the White House? That means that White House is Antifa. The White House is anti-fascist? What are we going to do? Have you seen those, like, anti-Antifa shirts? Yes! It's like, there's an easier way to say that, homie. <laughs> homie, you can't just say that you're a Nazi. Like, Just say fascist. Random t-shirts that say fascist. We should get some, actually. That's really funny. <laughs> you want a t-shirt that says fascist bean? Is that yeah. what you want? Or it just says fa. I just shorten it. Anti-anti-fa becomes fa. It's fa. Yeah, that's what I am. Yep. Leaning in. Anyway, this is a long episode about adult things, so buckle up. Buckle up. You know, you're an adult probably. You should be if you're listening to this. Buckle up. Slide in. Buckle up. Slap on those buckles. Buckle up your boots. Pull them up. Got straps. Pull your bootstraps. Get to the top of the trickle down. Okay. Welcome back to another episode <laughs> of Morning Joe. I'm Joe. Morning, and I'm Morning, my husband. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Morning Joe is a talk show where Joe brings on a morning woman every morning. <laughs> <laughs> so who are we morning today? <laughs> That's a great concept. <laughs> that's really good we should make it happen god we should search for morning re- people hard rebrand f- hard rebrand we're only bringing on graveyards. morning women you go to graveyards you say want to be on my podcast and they say yes please it works out every time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sorry the connection was lagging for a second but i think we're back oh, okay okay are we back if we're not i yeah. can move inside because the other day, I had I had to start going inside a teach class because just in the middle Ooh. of class, it stopped working. I said, "Oh no!" <laughs> and I got booted out of Zoom, and it was really funny. And oh my god, coworkers. Okay, wait, I'm gonna jump right into something. I have Let's some go. topic to talk about. Let's go. So, <laughs> um, I of course started a new job a few weeks ago, which is always a lot. It's very chaotic. You know, this job in particular, since it involves children, is also, like, extra stressful when you start a new job. Because you're like, hmm, if I fuck up, it's kind of bad. So, um... (laughs) Traumatize them for life. (laughs) Oopsies. So, um... But, uh, it's been fine. And I've had, you know, good people coaching me and everything. But I will say that I work with, um... Like, there's a couple other people that work in the same classroom as me. (laughs) They're both very nice individuals. They're both very helpful. But I get the sense that they're kind of like, they're irritated with me a lot of the time. Because, you know, I'm new and I don't know how things work all the time. Or like, I'm just, I wasn't necessarily set up for success in certain things because nobody told me what to do. And then I show Mm -hmm. up and they're like, okay, Susie, so what do you got? And I'm like, I don't, was I supposed to have something right now? And, um... So I get the sense that they're, like, irritated by me all the time. And it's just so funny because it, like, makes me think about how, like, every single job I've had, there's always those people that, like, you're new and they're, like, so frustrated by that. They're just like, oh, Bro, my God. That's so real. And I remember thinking back to, um, it's a little different in a classroom because it is kind of serious work. But thinking back to my time at Joanne's, it was my first, like um really customer facing retail job and I was so nervous and there was this one and I was just like stocking shelves a lot and there's this one like manager there who would be like I want this box stocked in 15 minutes and would just like (laughs) make my life really stressful and at the time I was so affected by it and now I look back and I'm like who gets off at Joanne Fabrics (laughs) making like 
these little dweeby new retail people making minimum wage like just suffer like who who does that it's a fucking stupid job uh so many people though like there's so many people that are like (laughs) yes quake (laughs) it's like jesus christ Um, yes, it is so strange to me because, and, and, you know, to be fair, yeah, there've been times where I've like worked a job and there's somebody new and, and, and I don't know, for me, it's always the point where they've been there for a little while and I just have to keep telling them like incredibly basic things Mm -hmm. like bagging groceries. I'm like, okay, put the heavy things on the bottom. Like I have to keep telling them to put the heavy things on the bottom. (laughs) It's like, okay, that's going to get a little frustrating. But at the same time, I feel like I, I, I tend to always exhibit a lot of, like, empathy towards those people. And I'm just like, yeah. no, I get it, though. Like, I have been new. I have been nervous. It's not going to come in two days. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny to me how there's always people at these jobs that are like, why aren't you not? Why are you not good at this? Or, like, or or just, like they seem irritated so then when my immediate like reaction is like oh i'm sorry i know it's, it i ha- i'm not super good at using zoom yet and i know making mm-hmm. a breakout room is going to take me like four minutes because there's so many people in this room so do you want me to just give you the ability to do so and you're like no, no 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 you have to do it so you learn how to do it and i'm like then don't act like i'm wasting time like <laughs> you gotta choose what you want for me yeah. like i can't i can't be boom so yeah. um I think people forget how affected new, like as a new employee, like everything that your supervisors or like people who are teaching you tell you is like very, it affects you. And I feel like people forget that and they just like go with their gut, like complaint. And then they're like, no, it's okay. Like they complain and then they're like, no, you're doing great. Just keep working on it. It's like, what, (laughs) what, what What am I supposed to do? (laughs) yeah no i think i think you're right yeah i think i think they do just get completely desensitized to it and Mm -hmm. and um i think that teaching is a type of job where like you do just have to get so confident in everything you say because Mm -hmm. generally towards kids like that's what you do you're just like all right everybody this 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 you know here (laughs) and so then when you turn around and you talk to like an adult that you're teaching the same way when you turn around and you talk to an adult the same way it it's not a good idea don't do that because like (laughs) as as somebody that like can process um complex information it's not helpful for you to just very like sternly tell me that I did something (laughs) wrong and not like tell me like oh what minor thing that I actually do that caused this other thing to go wrong you know so that's amazing anyways now I'm thinking (laughs) of like teachers who can never turn off like the teacher voice or teacher vibe you know and they just you're like what are you doing why are you talking to me like i'm a first grader learning to read oh my god i hate (laughs) that i actually hate that shit so much too because Mm -hmm. okay like here's here you know here's another honest thing is that like I like working with children and I think Mm -hmm. that something that makes me good at working with children is the fact that I treat kids like they're people because Mm -hmm. they are little people. I think a lot of people that work with kids don't see them quite that way. I think they see them as kind of like inferior beings that need to be like shaped into (laughs) proper people and like I'm like that's not how I see it so I'm not going to talk to the kids like this and therefore I'm not going to talk to you like that Mm -hmm. and it's it's weird and I I honestly haven't encountered that many people like this at this particular job which is wonderful Mm -hmm. but like in in experiences it's like that's kind of the vibe I get and I don't like it one bit I'm like no fuck off like these are kids (laughs) like they're there are people like yeah they don't know as much because they've been alive for seven years but like (laughs) they're gonna get there (laughs) yeah I shadowed um as part of my education at one point I shadowed two different middle school teachers and it was like it was like night and day like the one who I really looked up to was that kind of teacher who just like talked to the kids like they were people and would tell stories and engage with them and was a little bit less structured in her class and then the other one was that teacher and like I understand why teachers do this I'm not really here to criticize but like she was that teacher who was like we have a routine that we go through every day and you know this is why we do these things for these kids and you have to do the same thing in every class and make sure and it's like whoa dude I don't know know (laughs) it's like (laughs) yes it works like it works in in reaching the educational goals or whatever but it's definitely like not my vibe that's all I can say yeah (laughs) yeah yeah 
that's completely that's completely accurate i feel like mm-hmm. and and yeah i mean i think that this is just something that people yeah have to grapple with when they mm-hmm. go into the field i guess is just kind of figuring out how to balance those things or what mm-hmm. what they're gonna focus on and like i'm sure it's also dependent on what school you work at and like yeah. how mad they get at you for like going <laughs> off off the curriculum or whatever <laughs> But uh, she's gone yeah, off curriculum. <laughs> I'm sorry, we have to shoot you now. And the school <laughs> cop shows up, and they just oh. <laughs> blast you. Like, yes, he's armed. Of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. Why would we not have an armed cop in an elementary school? <laughs> <laughs> well, you think that's messed up? That's weird that you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, I people listen. I think people get crazy about some stuff and i'm it's just it's it's the reality of life that there's always going to be people that take certain things more seriously than maybe they need to or people Mm -hmm. that just handle things in like an unconstructive manner regardless of the field there's just always going to be those people and it always feels ridiculous okay it feels especially ridiculous when you work at a fucking ice cream shop and there's somebody that's complaining about the ice cream maker making the ice cream just slightly different than the other ice cream maker yeah that's pretty dumb i know i'll say that i think a lot of it too is that we've always been part-time retail and so when i'm working like 15 hours a week like when i go home i don't think about my job again until i have to go back in so these people who are being way overworked by the companies working like 50 hours a week, like ice cream is just their life now. And it shows. That's it. And it's sad. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't have hobbies. Have. I work at an ice cream shop. It's yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. No, it's true. But at the same time, I don't, I don't think I would ever, like, I don't think I could physically ever be somebody that cared that much about yeah. their retail job. Like, I think that I will we'll always, never... we'll never make it. We'll, we'll never, never make, make it, it in retail. <laughs> we'll never make it to the top of any job because apparently you just have to become obsessed with something that's so meaningless ultimately. But that's Yeah. Fine. Which like I get it because I guess if everything's meaningless then all of our obsessions and hobbies are. But retail is like I mean, at least the retail I've worked, it's like Stockholm syndrome. Like the company doesn't care about you. They it don't. will try they to don't drain every shit. last drop of energy out of you and you're just like, Yes, this is my life. I will succeed in this. It feels like being in like a cult almost. It's Yep. It's unfortunate. Yep. That's exactly how it feels. Um I'm actually that's making me think too about my old job because it was like a smaller company, which meant that it it did treat its employees better than every other like chain retail place that I worked at. But at the same time, it's still a company. And when it comes down to it, a company is not a person. So no matter how many like good people work in this company, ultimately, you're not going to be like their main focus because mm-hmm. that's just impossible. In the structure that we live in, you're not money. You are not a physical pile of money. So therefore <laughs> you're like not the priority to it. Yeah. And it's just so interesting how mad people would get when anything would affect them because ultimately that's what it was about, you know? And mm-hmm. like, it's just, there was like, like by the time I was leaving, people were just so upset that like certain people got hired for positions, even though these other people were worked there longer and more qualified. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, because you know, they realized that like certain thing, certain uh, uh, criterias weren't being met and they needed, you know, other people in these positions or whatever. They wanted to give opportunities to other people. And like you weren't a priority because ultimately it's not about personal relationships. It's about what benefits the company most. And it's just so funny yeah. that these like 32 year old adults were still so en- entrenched in the idea that this company was like about them, like mm-hmm. as individuals. And it's like, sorry, babe, this ain't a community like, like, you know, ice cream shop where we come in and, and we we make the ice cream and it's it's we get ice cream based on our needs for ice cream. This is a business. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, this is what it is. It's Sorry. so sad. And like, I think mm-hmm. that's just the nature of work. Um, and I think that's why, like, you know, there's a lot of value in working. There is, there are like jobs that are better than others, but ultimately you have to have things outside of your work that bring you fulfillment yes. because otherwise you're <laughs> going to be that like there's nothing wrong with working in retail as a career but it's like don't be that person who that is their whole life and now they're just enshrouded in like stress and negativity because yes 
all they know is Joanne Fabric's corporate culture. And it's like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> like, just love yourself God. a little bit. Just have a little self-respect. Just, exactly. you know, turn your phone off on the weekends and and go, go hiking or something. Whatever it takes. Go be an individual. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. It. It's like, and it's hard to say, obviously, because mm-hmm. we do live in a very particular country where, like, we will die if we don't have the right type of job that can keep mm-hmm. us alive. So it makes sense that people would care a lot about it. But mm-hmm. it's it's just funny thinking of, like, these conversations that I had repeatedly with people about how they were more qualified or how it's ridiculous that this person got hired and how mm-hmm. they were mad at this person that worked there because they were hired over this person. And I was just like, it doesn't matter. Like, I get mm-hmm. that you're upset, but, like, that's no reason to be mean to this person. So don't fucking be mean to yeah. this person. I don't know. Cool. I mean, cool idea. Be I nice sympathize to each other. with where they're coming from too, because like, there's definitely this myth that companies perpetuate. That's like, if you self-sacrifice enough, you're <sighs> rewarded. Yes. So when you believe yes. that, and then they just hire someone, somebody else, outside, you're like, what? <laughs> it's like that's why you have to be a cynical asshole about the company you work for, because. They don't totally. care about you. You can no. sacrifice all the weekends you want and you're still going to make the same amount of money and be in the same place. I don't know. I mean, yep. obviously, I'm limited. I've never been in like a big corporate company, but that's how the that's how like the minimum wage labor jobs are. Um, yeah. Because I oh, definitely yeah. for a while at Joann's, I was like, OK, you know, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to apply to be the manager, assistant manager or whatever. And then I did that. And everyone's like, why are you applying? You've only been here like eight months. And I'm like, well, so stupid. I'm, I'm out because of lame. I'm fucking going. <laughs> this place bitch. is the worst. Oh, man. That is so. Yeah, that's so real. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that, too. Like, I had this thought where I'm like, you know what? I should I should apply to move up in this company because I like mm-hmm. met the like one year requirement or whatever. And yeah. I I just didn't want to. Like it was so funny how much I didn't want to. And then when I finally kind of decided like I should though, because I might as well, mm-hmm. I remember some other person I worked with like was also gonna do it. And then they spent the whole night like trying to boss me around for some reason because I think they thought it would like give them experience. And I was like, no, no, this is shit. Like, I'm never going to do this to anybody. And then I was like, okay, fine, I'm out. And then the pandemic hit and I didn't have to go back to work for several months. And then I promptly quit after I went back to work. So it all worked out for me. But um, yeah, no, it's just, it's just like so, it's, it is funny how much both you and I are not built for that. <laughs> like, we are not Dude. built to like have loyalty to a large company. Like, that's not us. It's it's that. hard too. It makes me a two faced bitch in my work because I'm just like because that's what they want. They want you to be like, yes, I love <sighs> company culture, and I love <laughs> I that love I've been paid a training wage for a year. And even though I, <laughs> I love asked that, <laughs> I should have asked for something better. But maybe if you really valued me, you could have been like, hey, maybe we should. But they're not going to, and that's the reality of it. Is that like a co- right. if a company knows they can get away with exploiting you and not raising your wage because you don't will. ask for it, <laughs> they will do it, and that's yeah. just the reality of it. So I can either be mad that they didn't offer me more money, or I can just be like, no, this company doesn't care about me, and yeah, that's how it is. I can't do both. I can't like be like, oh, this company cares about me, and they want to exploit me. It's just. There's just a reality there, and I have to acknowledge it. <laughs> totally. Um, totally. Yeah, it's funny. I I just... So I work as a freelance writer, and I've had a consistent contract with this company, and I haven't asked for a higher wage in, like, over a year. And so I just recently sent an email to the, to the CEO, because it's a small company, um, just stating that my prices were changing by quite a significant jump. And... Uh, she asked for a, a meeting and then I sent Ooh. my availability and she has not scheduled a meeting. So <laughs> oh. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm feeling good though. Cause I'm at a point where I'm like, you know, if I'm not going lower, um, I've been with yeah. this company a while and I'm kind of open to moving on. Um, right. So we'll see what happens. Fate, fate is in, is not in my hands now. 
Yeah, I think that's a great way to go into those types of situations, too. Because, I mean, that's the best negotiation mm-hmm. tactic anyways, is like, okay, if you don't pay me that, I'm going to leave. And, like, yeah. you truly <laughs> want to leave. Be... So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll go. I'm not trying to be manipulative. That's just how it is. I'm like, I've, yeah. I've improved so much and become so much more valuable to this company over these years. And, oh, uh, my God, so much. <laughs> You're, like, I'm... their most valuable person working for them <laughs> at this point. So like, these are my prices. <laughs> Also, what what gave me the boost is that I got a different client and I charged them that price and they didn't even like blink. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm being exploited. Like, All if right. I can get All other right. people to pay this, then I need to, <laughs> I need to uh, step it up. So, yeah, that's fun, fun personal work stuff. I love personal work stuff, especially your work. It's so silly. Like, I just mm-hmm. love everything about it. And I love that that's the great. CEO is like being avoided that's so silly like it's like oh never mind i don't want to set up a meeting with you the funny thing is too like i set a date i was like my price increases march 1st so it's not like you know even if she avoids me forever at some point my invoices are gonna change Um, right totally yeah so we'll see i probably shouldn't talk about work on this podcast but it's funny so it's it's fun and like again, this is the benefit to our podcast having ten listeners is that like yes. it's actually not gonna harm us, at least not for a very long time. Not yet. And no. I expect we will both have moved on. If this ever takes off and like somebody <laughs> gets a hold and like, oh my god, this person's talking about this workplace. It's like, okay, hopefully I won't still be there. Like, I don't know. Like yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she so. schedules a meeting, she's like, Actually, we wanna pay you more and I'm like, Oh, Oh, and I'm there for five years, and then this podcast blows up, and she's like, "Wow, I can't believe you said that." I can't believe you told them factual information about me. <laughs> I can't believe you said that <laughs> to other people. I've been dry heaving ever since I listened to your podcast. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, that's a deep cut, but I've been dry heaving at my week long silent retreat. <laughs> Okay, I can't do this anymore. Oh, I love <laughs> entrepreneurial CEOs like so much. Like they're so they're so fun. It's like okay, those are people that truly didn't get cynical about corporate. Like they didn't get cynical about the corporate um like ladder in the way mm-hmm. that like a lot of us did. Instead, they said, mm-hmm. "No, the corporate ladder is good. I just need to start my own corporate ladder where I'm automatically <laughs> at the top." <laughs> And then everything will work out for me. <laughs> That's a good shit. Yeah. Um, this, I'm, it's true too, because I'm working with another team now that I actually genuinely love. And this is like the first time I'm working and like I enjoy team meetings and I'm like having fun working with them. And I'm like, whoa, my standards have been so low for so long. <laughs> like, Ooh, they'll get you. They'll get <laughs> like you. There are small teams that actually care, you know? Um, you oh, just, yeah. They're just hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just need to find people that recognize the human element to work. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of what it comes down to. And, like, exactly. It's unfortunate that a lot of people that start businesses don't know that. Like, they just <laughs> don't. <laughs> no, people need to eat. That's why you need to pay them for the work yes. that they do. Yes. No. No. Do they no. have to though? Like, have you ever played? Did you ever play a uh, Papers Please? No. The video game where you're like a Border Patrol. <laughs> no, I did not because it's not my fantasy. Beans, come on. <laughs> it's, it's a really good video game. Um, but every day, like you, it gets kind of you know, it's supposed to give you an ethical dilemma because like you, you'll get bonuses for like arresting people at the border oh, or, or like Jesus not letting Christ. people through. And then at the end of the day, you have to, like, pay your bills and expenses. And so, like, it's supposed to give you this dilemma of, like, oh, no, I am trying to be a good person, but I have to choose between food and heating. But the reality is that it's just, like, my family doesn't need heat. It's fine. (laughs) We're good. It's a great, it's a really good game. It's funny. But that's, that's the mindset. That's the mindset of a CEO. It's like, they can just skip heat. It's fine. They just skip heat. They skip food for a while. It's cool. Because you know what? I hate fat people anyway, so I'll just starve <laughs> myself. 
because when it comes down to it, <laughs> I hate them. I hate anyone that isn't white, but I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say all lives matter. Um, I hate, <laughs> I hate poor people. Stupid. Get a job. <laughs> you know that? Oh my God. That real women vote for Trump song. Yes. I love, there's this part where they're like, we don't care if you're poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like that's the most honest part of the song <laughs> it is no it really is because they don't they don't give a shit if they you're poor care. i love poor, it's your fault. so much everyone Real does women. i love oh, that it was Trump. like co-opted by like gay tiktok like they just <laughs> wouldn't stop using it it's <laughs> so funny i'm obsessed with the like the like conservative idealized woman like do you know what i'm talking about oh god like yeah, they're yeah. these all the conservative female figureheads are the same kind of woman and it's like it's almost like a betty draper tragedy not to bring the bring Mad Men into this but it's just like Sweep they've done they've done everything they can to like fit into this mold and you can see it and it's like you're like, I just want to reach into your little brain and like see what's make going you on see there. What's happening? Because it's it's so crazy. Um, it's, it's so upsetting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like they've done everything right, and now they're just part of this regime that's like, I mean, it's not a regime, I guess, but yeah, that doesn't value them basically. Completely, um, yeah, as, as people, yeah, it's wild. It is no, I mean I was just talking to Brendan about this last night. Mm-hmm. Um about yeah, like it's it's like conservative women are like there's certain things that they must just never have experienced, such as coming, that like just made <laughs> them like okay with the idea of like having (laughs) having like these super shitty awful men control them like i don't know i just i attribute it largely to just like deeply deeply internalizing the like misogyny and the male gaze that like we are like given as like children Mm -hmm. and just being like yes yes i need to appease this i need to appease this because that is good you know and (laughs) And it's just, like, yeah, if they thought for one second, like, it's, like, even as, like, a very rich, wealthy white woman, there's still things that are being taken away from you, which is, like, mm-hmm. like you, you can't even see that. Like, you can't even see the, like, body autonomy. Like, like, you know, we're not even addressing the, like, complete lack of empathy or the complete mm-hmm. lack of acknowledgement to empathy, but just, like, the very basic, like, no, you're still, like, in a body that's being policed by people that have no idea what it's like to have that body. <laughs> like, Dude, <laughs> rule number I, one. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Like, I don't... Okay, I, I can't even, like, hate them because I'm just, like, what is happening right now? Like, this, it's so interesting. Like, um... I just lost my train of thought. I don't know. I love it, though. I, I eat it up. And it makes sense to me because, like, if I was born... This, like, stunningly gorgeous, like, blonde-haired woman who just got praise from right. conservative types. Like, I understand, like, the appeal of that. It's like, oh, I fit this really narrow mold, and I can, right, like, gain right. the benefits of that. Um, but it, it's that thing. It's it's that, like, it's that tragedy where, you know, you gain the benefits of that, and then you're still, you're kind of, like, like, being put on a pedestal isn't, isn't a place of freedom you know no it's still a place of policing and and repression and it um i don't know i feel like i'm not articulating it super well but it's like that it's so great it's my favorite archetype in literature when there's like the (laughs) the the slave owner's wife who like you know is horrible to black women but then she like turns around her husband like beats her and no one does anything it's like oh god if only we could have some gender solidarity here for a moment Hmm, one second (laughs) i eat it up i eat it up it's it is, I mean, yeah, it's, like, such an interesting example of, like, cognitive dissonance and, like, mm-hmm. and just, yeah, like, where is your alignment going to be? Is your alignment mm-hmm. with other white people or is it with, yeah, is it with gender solidarity or is it with, mm-hmm. with like, the solidarity of, like, other working class people and, mm-hmm. you know, recognizing that a lot of working class people actually aren't super conservative because turns out Republicans actually tend to want to take away the benefits that you need to survive. <laughs> so that's unfortunate um but yeah it's it's such a unique and complex um just mentality i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know it's 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 like too much to go into because god 
Sorry. I'm God. <laughs> Good God. It. It's like, yeah. I mean, that's what I, I, I feel it from my Mormon roots, too, because there are Mormon women who are like, like being the standards for a Mormon woman are so high. And there was a so long where all I wanted was to meet those standards. Like, all I wanted was to be the perfect Mormon woman. And now I look back at how, like, sad that is. Like, how these people who were just caused me so much distress to fit into this mold, like, didn't give a shit about how, like, me, about how I was, about my well-being. Like, they just wanted me in this mold, and there's not a lot of reward. Not a lot of true fulfilling reward for achieving it. And I saw that in older Mormon women who were getting all this plastic surgery and stuff because suddenly they're, like, not fitting this this Eve Ooh. and Mary and Jezebel archetypes they need to all <laughs> fit into. And it's like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> this no. This is so I'm so glad I got away. Anyway, that's my rant for the day. That is... No, that's fun. That's so fun. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, it's it's also comes down to like the the power, the quote unquote power women have because of their mm-hmm. like sexuality and like how actually powerless that is because it's so mm-hmm. contingent on like certain things being the way they are. And it's like, yeah, the moment you hit like age forty, people are like, ah, yuck, and it's like, <laughs> what? Yuck. They're not human now because you don't find them physically attractive and your standard your standards of finding people physically attractive are completely determined by like society and society profits off of them being this specific thing. What? It's tragic. It's just really cool. And it's, yeah, it's so really sad cool. because I mean it's it's a stereotype, obviously, but we see so many women live that like that that tragedy of just like all their power is in being beautiful and fitting this mold and being appealing and then once they hit a threshold that power's take it's gone and and so many of these women they seem to like i'm just speculating now but they i'm i I love it like they seem to kind of take on these new rules of power where they're kind of perpetuating the system for women younger than them does that make sense? Yeah. Like oh, they totally. get into yeah, they get into these roles of like lead like young women leadership or relief society leadership specifically for Mormon examples. And they yeah. they just spend all their energy like perpetuating these systems that haven't been that good for them. No. Um and it's just like, what's going on? This is what? crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting way too deep into this, but you know. It's well, it is just like it must be so hard to truly like believe that you're the best years of your life are like gone because your physical Mm. appearance isn't what it was when you were like 20 like i that scares me because that is Mm. something that like i think we tend to internalize very quickly because we're just given it so much of the time and then it's like i can't imagine like continuing living on when you're like 50 and you truly truly believe that like your prime years of being alive are over so sad dude it's so upsetting it's like what no now you have like infinitely more knowledge and wisdom and honestly you're a milf now like time and you're a milf come on (laughs) so like like why are we why do you accept that why do you accept that as truth you know like just because some shitty people told you it was the truth like i don't i hate that it's powerful (laughs) that need for that need for like approval and validation when you're young is so real like i'm feeling it now i used to feel it more and i'm just trying so hard to escape it because i don't want to be that 50 year old you know right yeah yeah i'm gonna be like cool i have wrinkles epic wrinkles i don't get catcalled anymore let's go let's go be taken seriously at my job now people are just looking at my appearance that's cool i like that for myself i think my i think i'm gonna peak at like 48 like that's kind of what i'm feeling (laughs) that's your peak years yeah maybe even older maybe like 54 or something it's like yeah i mean i that's kind of what i'm planning too like i know that my 40s are gonna be I feel like they're going to be really good because I feel like they have 30s, 30s are like, I mean, I don't know. There's a movie, um, 13 going at 30. That looked pretty fun. So I'm kind of <laughs> excited about that. But um, at the same time, I feel like in my 30s, I'm going to be grappling with the reality of like, oh, mm. shit, like now I'm I'm an adult, like I'm an authentic adult. I'm no longer mm-hmm. like a 20 year old adult. I'm an authentic adult. And then by 40, I'll have finally hit the acceptance point where I'm like, OK, yeah, I'm just I'm just like a middle aged adult now. So like I'm just I'm just going to do my thing. And yes. um, 
yeah i'm looking forward to and also like as you get older you realize that like 40 year old women don't actually look that different from like 30 (laughs) year old women or like 20 you're like oh right no we were just fed alive we were fed lies that's what you're it's it's so funny to me that the stereotype is that like men age really well and women don't because i feel like because of the pressure women put so much effort into like looking good and men are just like oh i'm gonna age with grace and they get like a blue belly and a receding hairline (laughs) which is fine you can do that it's your life but it's like you can't just say like oh women look horrible when they're old exactly they're looking like a regular aging person (laughs) and it's like it's not only that it's just that like they also don't try like they never dress like like nicely and they're like yeah women really aren't attractive after 40 (laughs) (laughs) and you're like what they're in cargo shorts dried up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah they're like we're, they just were never taught when when everyone's like you are gonna look so good they're never taught that they that you have to put in a little effort to look good just a tiny like, bit instead they're just like it's my crumb. sperm's still so virile <laughs> yeah like, i still make it so it's good and I'm everyone good. knows sperm is the measure of a man's worth <laughs> <laughs> especially in like amount and volume of sperm that is yes. truly the indicator of a man's worth volume i always every time i go on a date you know things get heavy at night i just have them come in like a measuring cup i'm like okay let's yeah. see let's see what we're working let's with see here. let's see how virile you are <laughs> i gotta take this to the lab i'll be right back <laughs> be right back see if these I'll swimmers you know. are swimming <laughs> I, love uh, I love that i love that can't wait for um all sperm to just stop swimming one day like oh that'd be beautiful like everyone's sterile and- Children and men. They have to start making sperm from women's bone marrow, and then finally we have an ideal society. Sorry, and then we I said have it. the sperm volume value. Everything. Yeah. Well, we flipped. have we have both. Like we're just we're just everything. That's we're too everything. much power, dude. I think we should we should start. I think it's necessary. We should start keeping women down now for when that happens. <laughs> oh, you're right. Because we haven't been doing that enough. You're we right. have not. Been doing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah i'm excited i already know like the kind of so i appreciate in your 20s like i appreciate one that my body doesn't hurt as much as it's gonna hurt later right it's like aching mine does i feel like i ache a lot (laughs) i'm like ow ow ouch ouch owie dude i've been having a ton of issues with um because i've i've been doing yoga for like a week you know i'm a changed man now and when i like stand up or like get up from a pose that's like on the ground and then I stand up like I almost pass out every time so I'm like I don't know what's wrong with me but I should probably figure this out anyway good idea um I appreciate that I I don't ache as much I'm assuming you get achier and that in your 20s you kind of have your this freedom to like fuck up a lot which I yeah appreciate that is so true yeah so true um, so I can do all my fucking up now, and then when I hit, like, 50, I'm gonna be, like, a, like, a, I'm, I'm not gonna be a mom, but, like, a patio mom, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. She's, just, like, really totally. into her patio. She, like, makes margaritas, has people over. Like, that's the dream. That's, that's my That goal. is all I want. That mm-hmm. is all I want to do. Yeah. So I have people yeah. over. Hang just out in my, over. my, um, velvet track suits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we should get matching velvet tracksuits. I think we're we gonna. Together. Yeah, we have to. We have to because it's gonna look. So, they're gonna be so comfortable. I know. Like, yeah, it looks so this good. is it. It's the highlight. Next time we do a photo shoot, that's what we'll do. <laughs> we'll get the tracksuits. <laughs> yes, because be I cute. I've been wearing matching sweatsuit. I finally got some matching Ooh. sweatsuit top and bottoms. Brendan saw me walk in. He said you were going to be that old woman in one of those like. <laughs> Yeah, those like sweatsuit combos walking around the neighborhood. And I said, Yes. I'm gonna start now, actually. That's what I'm saying. Like reject these systems early. Reject beauty yeah. standards. Just get your velvet tracksuit. Do some power walking around the neighborhood <laughs> with the gals. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's great. Cause like I feel like we at least like me and like my friends and the people that I, I the younger people that I talk to the most like are really starting to get there like nobody mm-hmm. feels compelled the same way they used to 
about yeah. looking a certain way or dressing a certain way, which is really nice. It's obviously mm-hmm. still there to some degree, which oh, is, yeah. you know, that's it's frustrating. Hard. But um, uh, we're we're going to, you know, we're getting there and it, it's it's cool. I'm really mm-hmm. glad about that. Like, and, and I, I really hope that the younger generation feels that to an even ex- more extreme degree of like freedom so. to just I be. think the, the promises are falling apart. Like the promises that were made to encourage people to do that. Like, oh, you'll be, you'll get a husband and kids and like a home and a mortgage. Like that's all falling <laughs> apart. So there's nothing Wait a left. minute. <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing's left coming to promise them. It's like. You just just embrace the tracksuits now and it'll be easier for you in the future. Exactly. No, I love that. Embrace the tracksuits, um, reject heteronormativity, um, <laughs> do crime, all that do good crime. stuff. Like do all of those things because like there's no point in doing those other things. They're yeah. just not helping anybody. Mm. Nobody's getting by doing those things. Maybe. If you are, call in, let us know how wrong we are. Let us know. I know you're numb inside, though. (laughs) I know you're numb. You had to lie to yourself. I know it. That's fine. We won't do it. We all lie to ourselves. We all we all do it. (laughs) Um, in terms of comfy clothes, I just got uh, I just splurged on like a silk robe that's like marketed as a bridesmaid's robe. I just wear that. Wait, didn't you do that? No, you got a you got a. um, I got a velvet velvet one, one. (laughs) but it was too long. I'm too short, so I'd trip over it all the time. I finally embraced my small stature and just got one of those okay. tiny bridesmaids ones. Okay, I feel good. Gotcha. I feel like a boxer. Like I'm about. Oh, about you're getting ready box, to go you know? out. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Feels good. This is the year of loungewear. Or last year was, I guess. It's continuing on to this year. Yeah. And, yeah, and, um, <laughs> for sure. Uh, now that yeah, now that I work from home full time, like I will barely change for the day. Like I, mm-hmm. I basically just get it because my job starts so early. So I get up and I just basically roll out of bed, and I'm just like, Beautiful. okay, I'm here. And then you know, 3 p.m. hits, I finally have a break, and I'm like, oh, I'm still in my pajamas. So then I like change. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that like sweatsuits, I'll just sleep in the clothes I'm gonna wear the next day, and it's great because so they're comfortable enough to do so. Yeah, that's so. So um, just just never have to change again. You're good. <laughs> I will say my my teeth brushing schedule has gotten so out of whack though as a result because like there's no like I I would always brush my teeth um in the morning because I was gonna interact with people, but now like if I don't have the time. It just means I can sleep in an extra like two minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then, like I it, three p.m. rolls around, I'm like, oh, I should brush my teeth and get dressed. And so then I'll mm. do that. And then eight p.m. rolls around, I'm brushing my teeth again, getting ready for bed. And I'm like, this is a little weird. I will admit, you know, but morning routines are like that. Um, because I do skincare twice a day, and you know, obviously teeth brushing and stuff. And I feel like sometimes my morning quote-unquote morning routine gets pushed to like 4 p.m i'm like this is yes. a morning routine anymore like, <laughs> this is just a like like part one of a two-part routine i guess yeah, is what literally. it is especially with the teeth brushings i'm like well i'm about to drink coffee so i don't want to brush them it's yet like, it's like yes oh, oh my god three hours into uh, work it's great uh yeah Living is it's amazing. it's it is amazing. I mean, it's just amazing how much our our like the things we were ingrained and taught to us about how days should work got so thrown out the window the moment we didn't have to commute places to be there. We're like, oh, psych! <laughs> it's all social construct turned out crazy. Yeah, I do love working from home. I miss people. I miss. I even miss my in person classes a little, just because I was already on the cusp of not caring about my classes and now that they're on zoom it's just like it's over it's over um but no i i hope to work from home like for the rest of my life if i can it's great yeah no it's it's super cool um mm-hmm. uh i i love the like i don't know i feel like i get a weird amount of anxiety when i have to commute places and stuff just mm-hmm. for whatever reason like having to i guess like having to calculate extra time into your day from getting to place to place and then mm. and then it gives me more time to like just worry about things like that really cuts it out when it's like oh no i'll just wake up and be at work in five minutes and like there's no yes. time for me to be like oh no did i do something wrong did i fuck did i forget something that i do you know it's like okay no i'm just at work now like that's it i i think it just makes mornings worse when you have to get to somewhere um yeah because when you're working from home it's like every moment up until you sit down on your computer is like you time 
but if you yes. have to like get to a bus stop or something right it's yeah. an extra hour to your day at least god mm-hmm. taking the bus places too is so hard because it was like you had to schedule it around like the bus schedule mm-hmm. and if you were a morning commuter in seattle fuck half those buses Oof. would be too full that they couldn't pick you up so you'd get to the bus stop and they're like sorry and you're like are you kidding me are you <laughs> kidding me <laughs> there's a lot of people um i'm pretty into like the the fire philosophy although not my spending habits aren't but like the financial independence retire early and a lot of them say like the cost of living in a city close to your work is so worth it for the money and time and like joy that you you save by being able to walk to work or like get there really quickly yeah so that's my i'm I'm leaning into that you know I don't plan to have kids, so I don't have to worry about like raising kids in a city. Right, you don't have to think about that stuff. I'm yeah, I have bedroom and go. <laughs> <laughs> I am constantly torn between like what environment would make me the happiest, you know? Because mm. like cities are cool and all, but at the same time, I like the peace and tranquility of not being surrounded by people all the time. That's and fair. so like there's also the part of me that's like I want a garden, like I want a huge Aww. fucking ass like field that I can grow potatoes and onions and make stew with <laughs> and so like you know and and i also want here's my dream too i want a bunch of chickens and i want to build their coop as like a western town i want to make them a little oh western God, that's so cute right it's so cute bro we should that. both get chickens because i want a chicken coop that's like a suburban neighborhood they all have <laughs> <houses>. <laughs> You're like a chicken um like a chicken amusement park like different oh my god amazing that's, that's amazing dream. yeah i'm loving city life right now i'm sure that'll change you know over the years i'll i'll get more curmudgeony but right now i'm loving it and i have a balcony which is really nice before basically a yard so it's going <laughs> to be i'm i'm in the process dude i've got astroturf in route to my home yeah People say AstroTurf makes you happier. They say people love they fake do. grass. They I'm fake grass, baby. <laughs> sparks mm. joy. That's why everyone in those like fifties track homes were so happy. They were so happy. And that's what I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to get. Bring it back. Bring it back, guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it makes sense. I think cities when you're young and then once you get older mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, okay. I want okay. I want a cool, easy retirement in a rocking chair. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yes probably the vibe but you know what none of that matters right now because everywhere is dangerous so you know can't Uh move oopsies Uh oh oops oops it's fine (laughs) (laughs) i'm feeling optimistic i'm feeling optimistic about covid it's like i already know people are starting to get vaccinated it's like okay they are like things aren't going back to normal but like i think we're to the point where we're gonna see things not get worse all the time yeah no that's true i think i think rates are starting to drop Mm -hmm. um very slightly even here in california Mm -hmm. they dropped by like a tiny half a percent i was like hey that is progress guys i have a friend (laughs) to la uh during covid which is crazy god no (gasps) no don't do that 10 people in la have it like if you run into someone there's like a 10 percent chance that they have it. it's so fucking dangerous in la (laughs) i'm like holy shit yeah holy shit that's insane don't recommend that probably don't move to la right now um or ever let's be real la's i'm probably i'm gonna do it it's fine okay Mm, maybe enjoy enjoy agony i guess thanks when i was suffering i don't know if you do this but when i'm having a really hard time sometimes i'm like let's just change my entire life and move to a new place and i start looking at like apartments and weird places sure of course. The most recent one was Why New not? York. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go be a New Yorker. Okay, that's so interesting because I was looking at properties in New York State because yes. I was looking at like big pieces of property, right, that are like mm-hmm. affordable. Turns mm-hmm. out East Coast is actually pretty affordable. And mm-hmm. um, New York State, once you get out of the city, is like pff, so fucking cheap. And they have a bunch of like old houses, like old beautiful Ooh. houses. So, like, there are some really amazing ones on, like, an acre to a property for, like, 100K. And I was like, I guess I'm moving there. Grow your onions and your potatoes and your old western. That would be great because then I could could live in the city. But then when I get evicted because I can't afford rent, I'll just (laughs) live in your chicken town. 
I'm I'm hitting this chicken house. Well, what's interesting though, right, is because because I was telling my dad about this, and he was like so mm-hmm. excited. He hopped on Zillow with me, and <laughs> so we cute. were looking at like condos, like like he because we had property pulled up, right, like mm-hmm. things for sale. And he checked. He like he scrolled on over to like New York and like Long Island or whatever, mm-hmm. and there were some condos that were like. 350k or something and we were like wait a minute that's cheaper than seattle like if you want to buy a condo in seattle that's 700k like no joke yeah but like seattle's a joke but it's like actually bizarre because it's like i think there actually is a lot of like living spaces on the east coast like in new york city that are actually more affordable than like seattle and and california like san francisco or whatever Mm -hmm. so it's just it's crazy it's yeah, I think crazy. the West Coast is, like, becoming more expensive. Um, <laughs> like, Seattle, or Seattle's only number, like, five or six or seven. Like, it's higher than I expected of, like, most expensive cities. Um, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I will say the apartment situation in New York is a nightmare. I was looking at apartments for rent. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. and for, we pay, like, 1400 for our place. Like, that would get, which is, like, a 600 square foot one bedroom that in new york would get us like a 300 square foot tiny studio <laughs> with no dishwasher no nothing it's like, amazing yeah it's rough out there so i think there's like a lot of oh no i was gonna say i think there's a lot of like young people looking to rent and not as many people looking to buy maybe i don't yeah. know i'm just speculating i was gonna say those are for all like the gentrifier like like uh, NYU students that are like, oh yes, I will pay that because I am rich and I want to live in the rustic city. Ugh, it's rough. It's rough out here. Yeah, it is. But yeah, buying property in Seattle is impossible though. No, and I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't suggest it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel. I feel a little weird about cities too, just because there is so so much of an issue with like gentrification and like mm-hmm. just the growing, growing like inequality of like just how how gross it feels to walk around and be like mm-hmm. hmm, the richest people in the world live here and there's also literal like 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 um cities of, of tents over there yeah. and that's that's not good i don't i don't love that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's rough so like- i have i've been looking at more like um you know things that aren't on the coast like i've been looking mm-hmm. into into those places because i'm like i could see enjoying that i could see like yeah. living in a city that isn't like a massive massive city but is still something more you know something more yeah, than a totally. suburb because i don't want to live in the suburbs no suburbs ain't, ain't for me suburbs make like... me so sad like just yeah i th- and i think like the suburbs are for people who want to, like, settle down and have kids. So I think if you're, like, a single person living in a suburb, you're just, it's going to be lonely, you know? That's that's really it. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. there's just, it's hard to hard to be around people. And you have to mm-hmm. drive everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it would be fun to live in, like, Boulder or, like, what's the capital of New Mexico? I don't remember. Santa Fe? Um, Santa Fe, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. Like, one of those Maybe. cities are Austin. One of the up-and-coming, but not, like, a Seattle or L.A. Or yeah. 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 We should hop on those trains before they actually get to Seattle prices. <laughs> Which they <so>. will. <laughs> They're yeah. going to get there so fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Tech companies love to just be like, there, let's, let's make their go. cost of living atrocious let's do it <laughs> and they well, send all their employees there even though all their employees could work remotely if they wanted to mm-hmm. i don't get this i don't that's get why true. they do that sam was what? telling me <laughs> something about how there's a chance that like that's going to kind of change because now more companies are open to remote working that it that's might good. like that's... spread spread costs oh, that'd be out a little so more good that'd would be, be nice. so good yeah there's no I, point I there's the no point in putting all these like socially awkward introverted people in a giant building if they don't want to be there and they don't need to be there right yeah. like that's i don't get that why would they do that why would they do know. that to you if i don't um if i don't just end up being a freelancer forever i'll probably work at a university which is kind of rough actually because university jobs are more limited and so you have to just go wherever the university is so you're gonna be oh, living in like happen fucking ohio working at ohio like, state ohio state <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> i don't know what their mascot is but i assume it goes, I no i'm assuming it's something that barks uh yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know life we just talked about a lot of like adult stuff this episode that is so cool good for us Work, property taxes tax season's coming up oh yeah not excited Ooh. about that yeah 
I always owe money, which is fun. I just don't want to take the time to put in my information back into all those little boxes again. It's so annoying. It's hard. So tedious. <laughs> I'm pissed because last year I did my taxes and I was like, holy shit, I need to invest in like a pre-tax account so I don't have to pay all this money. And now here we are, another year where I didn't do that. And I just have to pay all this money again. <laughs> so, let's go. Learned your lesson. I guess. We'll see. I'll be in the same place next year. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, that's great. Good for you. Thank Good you. for you. Guys, don't be like Bean. Don't be like me. Stay Invest. ahead. Invest early. Invest. Roth. Um, yeah, I have one of those. Oh, um, so you're smarter than me. Yeah, I, I got a retirement account with my job, which is very fun. Awesome. So now 10% of my income goes into my retirement account. Because it said, how oh, much yeah. do you want to put in? And I just cranked it all up. I said, I I think I overheard some person say you have to put as much as you can. So I'm going to go for it. So I just cranked it up. And then I called my dad. And I said, is this the right thing to do? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I feel safer now. So No, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah. No, I was dumb because... I went and got my, like, teeth evaluated, and I was like, oh, that's going to cost a lot of money, so I'm not going to put anything in an investment account until I, because I don't want to, there are a lot of accounts where you can't take it out without, like, a penalty. No, yeah, that's, if you need that so. money, I'd say you probably make a good choice there. But I just like, don't know, you know, that's the thing, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to need it, <laughs> so. Well, yeah, but you don't want to get penalized for yeah. wanting a, a health procedure. That's <laughs> like, true. Well, that's would be America, really sad. Though. America that is you. America, baby. And you know what? I'm not super hopeful that Joe Biden's going to necessarily fix any of that very soon. So, Susie, he's going to unify the country. and <laughs> That's right. He's going to unify us with white supremacists. I'm so excited for that. Thank you, <laughs> Joe Biden. Thank you. <laughs> I saw the thing where, because he's such like a gentle centrist, right? And, <sighs> yeah. And he's just like, I, I saw a tweet that was like, we need to unify everyone and bring the country together. And then the conservatives are like, this is just like 1984. <laughs> 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 I'm so oppressed. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. I can't unify with people like that. I can't unify with people that think meeting basic human needs is 1984. Like, I can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, you haven't read 1984 like I have. And actually, the Orwellian government represents college social justice warriors. and. That's what your right. high school lit professors are too scared to tell you. That's so true. <laughs> so true. Thank you for that. Um, no thank you for that. Coming from somebody who has never received a college education and only reads from QAnon forums. Thank you so much for informing <laughs> me on that. Like that's so cool no of you. Problem. Anytime. That. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm really hoping Biden actually fucking cancels student debt. Like Jesus Christ. That'd be cool. I need this. It'd be That'd so be like, cool. Biden did something. Biden, this guy, this guy did it. All right, Biden. Sleepy Joe got up there and did it. <laughs> yeah, I would love a public health option too, but yeah. might make the repubbies mad. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to make them angry. Those poor that guys. They haven't had a lot going on for them, so it's like we should give them something, right? We should, we should give them a consolation prize, such as stopping any good policy that we want to have pass that's that's there. so at the core of this like republicans are literally just like let's own the libs let's trigger the libs that's fucking everything and then the liberals do. are like well we want to keep pete we don't want to make them upset we don't want to make them angry <laughs> right it's like it's just it's like you can't it's it's like trying to argue rationally with like toddlers like it's like guys at some point we're going to have to accept that they're being insane and the truth is when we pass things that they're so sure are gonna like ruin society like when we legalize gonna, gay marriage right they move they have to just move on from that at a certain point right and it's like we're gonna give let's them just fucking do that they want it or not like I'm sorry. exactly just give them health care just you know um fund schools like they're not gonna <laughs> actually be able to like point to something in 10 years and be like society collapsed because they allowed <laughs> these things to happen like no because we know that's not how it works yeah, that's great. <laughs> toddlers forget in like two minutes so do that's republicans the thing. that's the beautiful part that people are overlook it's like yeah they'll be mad but then they'll move on they'll find something new to hate whereas like if you cut these things for people that are historically marginalized and and attacked um they die 
They die yeah. when that happens. But then they're not around so. to be angry anymore. So Okay, you good win. point. Yeah. You gotta play I the win. long game, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we defund the EPA. No one's around <laughs> to get mad at me anymore. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is a great note to end on because we're at 60 I think minutes. so. I think so. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. Come back next week. 